In my opinion, it is rare that the scriptures work together so tightly as they do today. Every single one of them, the first reading, the second reading, the responsorial psalm, the gospel, they're all the same theme, and they just give us a, a sucker punch. It's really strong. Um, in this first reading, from the wisdom literature in the Bible, we get some real wisdom. Vanity of vanities. Everything is vanity. And it's true on some level. You know, um, uh, we, we got to realize that, that things are not as important as we often think they are. The people who teach me this are the homeless. I, uh, I, they're living on nothing. Everything they own in a shopping basket. I, I, they're living on the streets, sleeping on the ground, uh, facing all the weather, all the, uh, the indignities. It, it just teaches me I have so much, but I need... I really need so little. They're amazing. They're a grace, and it's so sad, the lot of their lives. But the second uh, section of the Scripture we hear from the Psalms, and they echo the first reading, the vanity of vanities, everything vanity, and tells us this just bluntly. We're all going to return to dust. Hello, that's what it is. Now, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I haven't planned my funeral yet, but I'm... I'm going to soon. Not that I'm planning to die soon. Did you hear that up there? Not ready. But, but I, I know what I want. I, I want cremation. I, I want simple. I, 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 but not only that, I, I buried all my brothers, my parents, uh, countless uncles and aunts, and no cousins, but I buried a lot of my family and uh, so many people I know that have good friends. I buried their parents. And, and um, you know, when I brought the ashes of both of my brothers. I was kind of the one in charge of this. Um, I got them and I just said, oh my God, is this? Is this all it is? Is this what it ends up being? Just this? And that's what the response for Islam says, yeah, that's it. We return to dust, return to the earth. Very sobering. But it's the second reading that is just so exalted. It's telling us, take a look at that. It says, because we should embrace the things of heaven, not the things of earth. The things that are from God, not the things that we possess, because very often they're not really our possessions. We're possessed by them. Have you ever bumped up against somebody's new car and accidentally scratched it or whatever? It'd be easier to pray for death. What? Get away from my car! That car owns them. I have a friend, I, I never seem to step on his old shoes, but he gets some new shoes, I always find them for some reason. I, accidentally, I don't do it on purpose. Oh, and the fit that I see, I just got these shoes. Well, who owns what? Those shoes own him. But you know, we're asked to check it out. What do we possess and what's really important to us? So we come to the gospel, and um, imagine this scene. Because Jesus is with a crowd of people, so maybe not unlike this. And he's standing there, and somebody in the crowd shouts out to him. He says, tell my brother to give me part of the inheritance. Here's the great teacher there, and this, this person in the crowd blurts this out, complaining. Now, if you don't know this, for Jews, the oldest son got all the inheritance everything. And it was up to him to decide if he was going to split it with his brothers. He didn't have to. Women couldn't inherit. 
I remember watching a film uh, uh, in England in 1890, I think it was, and, and women in those days, they couldn't inherit. So if a woman, uh, her husband died, uh, the son would get everything. And if he decided, the mother could continue to live there. So you better have a good relationship with your kids uh, in those days. But women couldn't inherit. So the older son was going to get everything, and apparently he hadn't yet decided to share with his brother. So the brother cries out. But Jesus gives an a, a almost alarming response. It's rare that he speaks like this, but he says, Friend, who appointed me as your arbiter and judge? This is not my argument. This is yours. But then, right then, and this is where the plot thickens, he turns from that person in the crowd and addresses the whole crowd. And he says, avoid greed in all its forms. Be careful. You be careful about how many possessions you get and hold on to tightly. Because the more important thing would be to hold on to the things of God. And in that second reading, we heard like a whole litany of the things of the earth, the greed and the lust and the evil ways and, and all that stuff that drag us down. You know, I was thinking about it last Mass after I'd finished preaching. You know, um, the things of heaven, the things of the kingdom of God are things like compassion, forgiveness, willingness to let somebody else go first, willingness to take the last place, um, a, a, a desire to serve. And when we get hold of those things of heaven, those things of Christ, they just open us up. But because, uh, you know, I, I'm guilty of it myself, but it, because I listen to confessions all the time, you know, I hear somebody who got hurt once by somebody, and they never forgave them. And years later, they can say, they hurt me. And that's what they're hanging on to. And I'll tell you, the whole energy of that is dragging them down to the ground, dragging them down to the mud, and they're stuck in it, can't get out of it. And those feelings overcome them in a second, and they just fill them, fill them. And Jesus says, oh, no, come on, grab onto the things of heaven. Don't be possessed by possessions. But after he gives this little bit of wisdom to them, he goes further, as he often did, the great teacher that he was, he told a story, because stories do it. Everybody listens to a story. I can tell you all kinds of things about faith, but if I say, well, I once knew this person, well, the ears grow. Ooh, we're getting a story now. So Jesus knew this very well, and he told them a parable. And you all heard it with me. This man had a bountiful harvest. He had more than he needed. He just was really blessed this year. So he could have said, hmm, I have so much extra, let me give to the poor. He could have said, if he had brothers, let me share my harvest with my brothers. You know, I don't need all of this. I've been super blessed, let me share. But he didn't. He says, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've got so much. I know. I'll destroy all my burn barns and all my storage places, and I'll build bigger ones so I can keep it all. I'm going to grab it all and hold on to it. And uh, then he says, and then I, can, then I can look back and look in the mirror and say, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. Look, you've got everything you want. And then God speaks to him in this story, this parable of Jesus. You fool, God says. You fool. Didn't you even know that... 
your life is going to be gone tonight. Then who's going to get all this? Well, it's a sobering story indeed. I mean, all the scriptures today. You know, about five years ago, the priest over at uh, Dogtown, uh, or Frogtown, sorry, Frogtown died, um, old Irishman Hugh Crow. I didn't know Hugh very well, but I'd met him sometimes. He's a sweet man, very, very quiet and gentle guy. And so I went to the funeral, because uh, he's a neighbor, and, and um, afterward, I went over to the rectory next door, because uh, they have coffee or donuts or something like that. And I looked around, and uh, there was practically no books on the shelves. Everything seemed to be gone. So I, I just mentioned it uh, to one of the ladies. I said, I said did, did Father Crow live here? Because I don't see any possessions or anything. He says, oh, no, he gave those away a couple years ago. He, he gave everything away. He just kept what he needed. And a light went on. I said, oh, my God, that's what i got to do. That's what i got to do. And I'm, I'm approaching that now in my life. Here I am, 72, and I say, I'm in the second half. I don't know how long I've got, but I'll tell you, my brother just died in January, and I had gone over there in December to do a funeral for a friend of mine who died in Nogales, and I called him on the way because he was outside of Phoenix, and he was miserable. He had, he had had some health issues, and he didn't want anybody to come over, so I said, okay. So I came back, and I didn't get to visit with him. But uh, about two or three weeks later, he collapsed, and he ended up in the hospital, and he never came out. He was there for about a month. I went back to see him a couple of times, anoint him and all. And, and then I had to take care of all of his affairs when he died. Actually, he put me in charge of everything, his health. That's something, to take care of those health issues and make decisions that nobody wants to make, and then all of his affairs, the house and everything, I, it all fell on me, and uh, so I did get some of my family out there, but I traveled back and forth about four times, and, um, and I'm still cleaning up the mess. I think he's laughing at me from heaven, ha ha, bro, here, I got the last laugh on you. I've got so much stuff I'm going through, and, and it's, it's incredible, and I said to myself, I'm not going to do that to anybody else, mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to give away everything I can to sell it all and, and collect the money and use it for the bathrooms here or whatever. Larry's going to help pay for the bathrooms here. That's, that's what he's doing. Um, and even my funeral. I, I, you know, I, I don't want somebody to get up and say something too nice about me. I mean, come on, I keep it real. And uh, I, I'm tempted to write my own homily. Read this. Don't say all this nonsense that I know you're going to say. But not only that, even the details of paying for the things like, like my cremation and my, and my plot and all, I, to put that on somebody else, I, I, just, I just don't want to do that. You might think, Father Perry, why so morose today? Well, don't blame it on me. Blame it on those scriptures. That's what we were given today. But truth be told, aren't we a little more comfortable talking about death after the last two years? I and mean, we had over a million deaths in our, in our country alone. Haven't we faced death again and again and again? I know I have more than I ever have in most of my priesthood. And don't we, do you think, need every once in a while to at least ask the question of ourselves, Lord, every single day I'm on this planet, it's a gift. There are no guarantees. I don't know that I've got tomorrow. 
So I want to live it today the best I can. And so the scriptures sing out, it's not just about living, it's about how you live. And you have to make a decision. Do you need to possess all that you possess? And do those possessions mean more to you than anything else? And when you look at all of that, have you found deep inside, deep inside that desire to know the things of God? to know the things that Christ preached and lived and told parable and story one after another to teach us and to lead us to a place where we could find the deepest meaning of life. And he said, most simply, it's not living the things below, but the things above.